Hello. Hello. This is Old Chestnuts. Lakeside Edition. Number two? Three? Three, because our first one was here. Yeah. And then we did... Did we do one in the winter? Yeah, we did one. And then... And now, number three. Mm Mm-hmm. With much nicer weather than the last time we were here. Yeah. Yeah, it was a nice day. How are you? Oh, I'm not too bad. I'm pretty tired, but like good tired. Like I had a full day outside, but yeah, it was uh, very nice. Nice way to start the day being able to just like walk down to the water, sit on the rocks for a little bit, watch the the sun. I mean, I guess it's not the sunrise really. Like the sun rises the opposite direction, but that was a confusing sentence, but (laughs) (laughs) Seeing the light appear is what I'm trying to say, I yeah. guess. <laughs> I get it. How you doing? Dehydrated. Dehydrated? Do you want to stop down for some water? No. No? I, I, did, I had after. a little pre-pod water. Did you? Yeah. I just like it's a general like two-day dehydration I've got going on. Oh, yeah? Just not drinking enough water in general? Uh, well, I was having a lot of uh, sensitivity with that tooth I got. Filled, so I didn't want it to, but it deterred me from drinking water because the coldness. So I noticed then, and then uh, yeah, I did okay. And then no, and then yesterday, barely drank any water. I got one of those yerba mate. Yeah, you seem exceptionally quiet for some reason. I do. Yeah, there we go. Um, those yerba mate. The can drinks like the, yeah. the yellow cans there. Yeah. yeah. It was magic. It's freaking like Perked you up? Oh man. In the best way. And mm-hmm. I was in such a good mood. All afternoon when I got home from work and should have brought one of those out here. I know. Should've got more. I picked it up at St. Leon. Oh, I didn't know you went there. Did yeah. I know you went there? Yeah. You uh, did. Well. Because I went to go and get a card and some flowers for my mom for Mother's right. Day. Right. Okay. And dropped them off at her place. Because we were out of town. But other than being dehydrated, I'm pretty good. It's nice to be out here. It's nice to spend the day. Yeah. Yeah, it's nice to watch Lou explore and become more, just like independent, like just even just watching her, like as we're sitting on the deck, walk around. and. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's very, very physical today. Mm-hmm. Climbing over things like... Her balance was like a thing I was enjoying watching today, yeah. just like making her way on the on the rocks along the shore and, you know, stumbling and catching herself. And, yeah. It's good. It's a good call to come out here this weekend. I think we all needed it. Yeah. And the weather cooperated. Yeah. Today, at least. Yeah. We'll have to make this a, I don't know, like maybe like a once a month thing where we just come out after work on friday and come back on sunday yeah it's really not uh it's not much to do it you know like it doesn't yeah. it doesn't involve a lot of planning it can be kind of done pretty last minute you know like we yeah. didn't have to buy that many groceries mainly find somebody who can come feed the cats and, and only one day because like for them yesterday we'll be back tomorrow so yeah it's uh gas though gas is so expensive right now that's, that's, that's a bummer yeah, that's a big one. But whatever, it's still worth it. The trade-off it makes it, it worth it. Totally. 
so I I was telling you I got to the bottom of the of the goop naming. Yeah. The you know and and that I was I was partway there and that it was the GP thing it was her initials and that it was a uh, some marketing friend of hers that told her that like having a, a you know a company with two O's in the name really helps. So I was thinking we've already got one O in old chestnuts. Should uh, change it to old chestnuts. Old, <laughs> see, old chestnuts. See where that gets us. I mean, our numbers have been flying already lately. Flying. So, <laughs> you know, we switched to old. We can be getting a MeUndies sponsorship pretty soon or Manscaped. That doesn't benefit me. What do you mean it doesn't benefit you? The Manscaped or the MeUndies. Well, I mean, it's not. It's about the money. It's not. Well, it's I want not, the products. Oh, the products? Third Love? Yeah. Yeah. Or uh, what's the Dame? Dame. That's the like vibrators and stuff. That's uh-huh. a, yeah. Thrive Market. Although I think that might be only an American. Mm, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Anyways, not at sponsorship level yet. <laughs> no, no. Fingers far, crossed. Far, far, far from Fingers it. Fingers crossed. We're hitting that. We're hitting that thirty mark. That's you know. Are we? Well, no. I mean, with like certain episodes, huh. which yeah. You know, in itself is impressive for for me considering what this show is <laughs> well yeah and like the little to no advertising of it yeah so let's get into it you were saying something about grandparents cooking yeah do you have any common things that your grandparents would feed you or like fond recollections of things they would make not much here's off the top of my head, the things I can think of related to my grandparents and food. My one grandma, the one who lived with me, my dad's mom, she was the one who's celiac. I can remember her eating, well, I can remember her eating like rice cakes and shit like that. But the weird thing I can re- remember her making was rice made with orange juice. I remember that being a thing we would have. And I can remember them trying to like sell it to me as a kid. It's like it's it's sweet. It tastes like oranges. It's good. And I was just like, mm. like I was like grossed yeah. up by this weird like orange any rice. Water or just? I mean, I wasn't there for the actual like cooking. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't weird. paying attention. But I, I just know that like orange juice was involved in it, huh. and it was like it would come out very orange and taste orangey. And I never wanted to eat it. I was not like as a little kid. I wasn't a big rice fan in general. Right. So there was that with her. I re- I remember like. When I would come home for like lunch at school, her making lunch, but that was like, I was I was pretty picky as a little kid, so I would have like some sort of Campbell's soup almost every day, you know. Like it wasn't there was nothing overly exciting that that was being whipped up for me by her. Uh, as far as my mom's grandparents, the main thing I can associate with their like going to their house was whole wheat bread with butter like so like my mom always bought margarine growing up and always had white bread and i remember like really enjoying the like brown bit brown bread with like real butter yeah at my grandma's house there was things like she made and stuff that like i hear like stories about but like i was just like as a little kid like you know like i was young enough when like they died that I don't really have great memories of like food, you know, cause I was just, I was too picky when they were still around. I probably would have come to appreciate, like, I, I think my grandma would make like baked beans and stuff that were supposed to be good. Um, I don't remember them doing a ton of cooking though. Either like none of my grandparents really, I don't, I don't remember them doing too much 
cooking in general. But uh, yeah, so what are what are your memories around that? Was it the pea soup that that like sparked yeah. this? Yeah, um, the can canned pea soup made me think of canned spaghetti, like chef. I don't know if it was Chef Boyardee. Anyways, it was canned spaghetti with toast, white white bread toast and butter that I would get from my grandma. Yeah. My mom's mom. Then if we would be over there for a dinner, like a fancier, say, Sunday dinner or something where she'd make like a roast and all that, she would make the cottage cheese, cucumber... And I want to say lime jello, like mold oh, okay, in yeah. like that, like kind of like bunt pan style mold, mm-hmm. which sounds atrocious, but so good. <laughs> I mean, that was like a holiday staple for us too. Yeah. And I think my, I th- actually do think my grandma would make those. My mom like went on to make them, but I think it started with my grandma. I can always remember there was three of them we actually had. We had the green one, like you're describing. There was an orange one that I liked that was kind of like the ambrosia kind of one like it had had marshmallows and stuff in it and then the one my grandma always made had like two layers to it it was like a red jello one and then it had like kind of the creamier layer that i don't really know was in but i remember it having like apples and walnuts and stuff in it oh interesting and that was when my grandma always made and i so i like like a waldorf salad the apple and walnut thing i mean both those things are in a waldorf salad but this was like this was much more I mean, it was it was gelatin. Like they were all jello yeah. molds. Like, right? Yeah, I can't remember what else was all in there. I don't even know what the cream layer was. It, there was maybe cottage cheese in that. If okay. there was, they didn't tell me because that probably would have like deterred me from eating it. Then, didn't I never ate the green one? The green one grossed me out. Yeah. But I would eat the orange one, and I would eat the red one. I loved it. I still like it. I feel like my mom made it not that long ago. Mm-hmm. It was good. My grandma would also make creamed onions. Okay. Like those. Are they just kind of like caramelized onions and then you add cream to them or something in there? I don't even know if they're caramelized, but they were good. Yeah. And a couple of desserts. Um, This like cherry is like had a shortbread base and then was like a cherry kind of marshmallow thing on top. Mm-hmm. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, that was yeah. always delicious. And then sometimes we would go to my dad's stepmom's place, who was very Jewish, like followed Judaism and like had separate cutlery for her like meat and their like dairy because you can't mix it. Mm-hmm. So we'd go over on Friday for shabbat dinner <laughs> so, god me. i'm a terrible part jew anyways and it would be the whole shebang of like the lighting the candles and the, and the shabbat shebang, the shabbat shebang. <laughs> <laughs> title <laughs> um and yeah but anyways so she would make beef barley soup that was delicious and she would get the marrow bones from our butcher and oh it was just so good and these sweet and sour meatballs also delicious and also something that my grandma would make is like these meatballs with grape jelly mm-hmm. and my mom makes sometimes yeah, all her food was good and another thing that i have very 
fond memories of is, did you ever have the gum that had, um, like the pop flavors injected into it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was like squishy in the middle and like, mm. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah and it was like the actual like brand names. Yeah, like, like Dr. There was, like, Pepper, and, like Hires Root Beer. Yeah. yeah, I remember sitting with my sister. Um, my dad's stepmom was uh, very wealthy and lived in these like tuxedo high rise apartments, and I want to say she lived in a penthouse. I don't. In my like child brain, it seemed like she did. Like she had a huge suite. I think it was like one of two on the floor. And we would sit in her room and watch the X-Files and eat this gum that she always had. And we'd throw stuff off her balcony down into the parking lot. <laughs> it was fun, yeah. This is an interesting place. An interesting woman, always done up. Always had her hair done and makeup and... Yeah, I... I it's kind of... It's just disappointing. Like, I, I wish I was... Because I'm not a picky eater now. And I wish I was not such a picky eater when I was a kid because I don't really have a lot of attachment to things my parents or grandparents made. Really, you know, it's it's around um, the holidays, I guess. There's some things. The only, like, thing that I guess probably came from my grandma was the, the tortier, like the, you know, like, it's the only real, like, French-Canadian thing. I guess pea soup. Like, I think my grandma used to make, like, pea soup from scratch but like i grew up just eating the canned like the habitat yeah and uh beans again i think they were kind of a french canadian thing yeah i just didn't like you know i was just such a like gimme like i said campbell's soup like that kind of shit like that was all i wanted um even in like i remember in junior high like i probably had like pudding almost every day for lunch in junior high like i just didn't want because i always in elementary school i was always able to go home for lunch because i lived right next to the school and then with junior high when i was staying for lunches like i never wanted to pack like sandwich you know sandwiches were such a common thing for kids to bring but kind of grossed me out like having like a room temperature like like a sandwich that yeah. is just sitting there all morning you know because it's not like we had fridges to throw our sandwiches in so i would bring like like a juice box and like you know snack pack pudding and that would be my lunch most uh, most days in ju- throughout junior high. So I just like I just ate terribly as a kid, and even like Thanksgiving and stuff. Like I didn't even like like stuffing and stuff like that till I was older. You know, like I probably didn't eat, like I ate like white meat, turkey, and mashed potatoes with gravy, and I didn't even like really enjoy most of the stuff that was made then. Interesting to mm-hmm. where you've turned out now. This wine is uh, really. Hitting you with Getting the my uh, sinuses yeah. all clogged up. No natural wine this time. You're coming hard with the the sulfites, the the <laughs> yeah. histamines, the whatever. Uh, this is some cheapo noir. It doesn't taste bad though. I mean, yeah, I'm, it's all right. It's I mean, it's better cool. than the pricier one that we got before. Yeah, that was pretty terrible. Yeah, I don't. I feel like that was not supposed to. I feel like maybe it was corked or something. Like it, it tasted a little funky. Like not not a good kind of like. Um, you know, natural wine, kind of funky. Like it tasted, it tasted off. I should have maybe returned it. That was the only thing that I had an idea to talk about. So you know what? Now I don't know. <laughs> well, I was thinking afterwards. I thought of some other 
hard laugh things like a whole time and group that I had a lot of hard laughs with was when I was in my band and I completely forgot it. Like I didn't even think about it when we brought up that topic, but um, the whole, like all the guys, but especially Pete, who was the drummer, we would just at band practice and stuff like, or after shows, we would just get so high together and just get on the same wavelength and just like laughing so hard about things. But one thing that I was thinking about afterwards was we were in Nanaimo, BC on the island and we played a show and then the next day it was terrible scheduling we had to be in calgary for a show like the the very next night so we had to catch the ferry the first ferry out that was at like six in the morning to get back to the mainland and then like drive all the way to calgary which is like a pretty long drive to then play a show at like eight or nine o'clock the next night in calgary <coughs> who is in charge of the scheduling <coughs> um i mean dave did most of the booking our singer and um there was it was like it was extra crazy in that we were supposed to then the day or maybe it was two days after our calgary show play in vancouver so it was like wild like we had to like play nanaimo go to calgary and then go back to vancouver and we just we ended up just not i don't even know if we called and canceled i think we maybe just didn't show up for our vancouver show anyways the place we were staying at the like the the hotel they put us up in Nanaimo was like, this is a little sketchy. So the two guys, so we had, we got two hotel rooms and the two guys who were going to be doing the driving because we had two vehicles, they stayed in one room and then the other three of us stayed in the other room to, and we had to stay up all night to like keep an eye on our truck. Cause like oh, okay. the two vehicles had all our gear in it. So there's like, you know, thousands of dollars worth of equipment in this, in these vehicles in like a pretty, it was a pretty sketchy spot. So we, um, so we're like, okay, we're just going to like stay up. So we just like, we're like drinking and smoking weed and watching cause we had a camcorder. So we were taping all the shows. So we decided to watch that night's show. And, uh, so we're watching it and all of a sudden it gets to this one part where Yan, who is our bass player, who's one of the drivers. So he's in the other room. So it's me, Pete and Ryan, the guitarist who are staying up and watching this video. And Yan comes in on some, uh, some backing vocals and he like like he couldn't have sounded worse <laughs> like, like just like like he hit the most absolute like like terrible note he could have possibly hit at that moment like it was just and we were in tears like just rewinding it like it was like you know it was just one like it was like a you know a fraction of a second long of him coming in <laughs> and we, would, we were like rolling on the bed just like crying rewind it and play it again play it again play it again he <laughs> was laughing so fucking hard at it all night long so that's when i was thinking of um and the other thing so this one's gonna be harder to explain but i'm gonna i'm gonna try anyways there was a game that pete and i would play when we were high oh man how do i even explain this so basically we would build words back and forth by going like syllable by syllable and it would be like we would and we would set like a a letter limit on the syllable so we'd say okay like you can you get two letters and then so then one so say one person would say like ba and it'd be like ba or something 
then the next person would add on to that and they'd be like bago b-a-g-o whatever you know and then we would just keep on trying to remember see how long we could get with remembering it and also just trying to build the like silliest word we could do and there's one time i can remember us being we were in the back of a like an suv or something like that where the seats were removed from it and we were just like lying down back there and so i started it off and i was like may like m-a and he's like may eh like (laughs) e-e-h and i was like may eh like (laughs) you know and then so then he's like no there he's like may eh no may eh no eh and then so then he added the H E again so it's may eh no eh may eh no eh became like from that point like we were fucking done like we were just <laughs> like just crying and like that was something we said for for years afterwards. We would say "may I no So yeah, that is uh, as as ridiculous as it sounds. "May I no is probably one of the hardest laughs I've had in my life. That's funny. I mean, we definitely help, but I do miss some of those times. We had a lot of fun laughs. Yeah, like just you know, we would uh, yeah, we would smoke a lot of pot. At band practice, and I remember just walking to, we'd either walk to the Shell and get Ben and Jerry's ice cream, or we would walk to the McDonald's. I remember when, like, they had the Rolo shakes. I can remember just pounding Rolo shakes from McDonald's. Like, I, I would get, like, you know, the, like, supersized Rolo shake. Oh like, the thought, the thought of drinking that now, yeah. like, phew, I don't think I would survive it. But back then, yeah, we would, we'd go all out. It's insane, the stuff that you'd, like, eat and put into your body when you're younger yeah Yeah. i have my moments here and there but nothing like what i just did casually back then yeah and that's exactly it like just being so casual about it sheesh yeah i don't know was there any other any other big laughs that you uh you thought of since then that video i sent you made me laugh so hard oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) did you laugh at it I mean, or did I you laughed because you knew how hard it would have made me laugh. I laughed more in that it was it was like, okay, well, why don't you describe it? So this guy's got a Nerf gun, and he's holding it, aiming out at a door, and he calls his roommate down, and his roommate comes walking down the stairs, and like right as he comes into the door, he fires the Nerf gun, and it's just the perfect timing that it shoots right into his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> and he like makes like a gagging sound. Like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> and then like bends over and you see it fall out of his mouth and oh man. <laughs> yeah. It was like it was funny, but it was it was more funny in that it was like tailor made for Adnikov sisters. Like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I watched it a lot. And then I went back and it was gone because it was only in this like Instagram story. So. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was real funny. We we lit a fire this morning and then one now. Mostly just for, for like, comfort, not necessarily need. And, like, how much... I mean, there were other factors that played into, like, the last time we were here, why it was kind of a bummer. But the cold was such a big part of it. And just, like, what a difference. Like It just felt confining. Like, even yeah. though, like... Like, I could come here in the summer and still spend most of my day inside and, like, 
feel okay, but it was the fact that just stepping outside immediately was like Awful. painful. Yeah. Um, it just kind of makes you feel trapped and like there was nobody else really around and like you just kind of felt like isolated, no cell service, no nothing. Like, I mean, it wasn't terrible, but it, it definitely it was like a bit of a letdown and just kind of like you, you'd make the the plan to come out to the cabin and then it was clear that we were both kind of not feeling it. There was also like the Kia stuff was pretty fresh then, which like didn't help things, but yeah. But I, I still, I don't really think I've got much desire to come out when it's that cold again. Yeah, not that cold. Coming out in the winter is like can be nice here, but like that was yeah, like, like that was too 10 cold or something. But not minus thirty plus. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think I was also because I mean that was pre pre me like getting any sort of diagnosis and i think i was also feeling kind of like yucky then too and i just remember like so much of my time was spent just trying to shovel the driveway like we didn't have a lot of days here and like we're just spending like so much time out in that freezing cold trying to like shovel out the packed three feet of snow yeah um anyway yeah you have a story well yeah so here's something this is so you're you're reading a book. There's a book your mom or your, somebody left behind here, and you you were sitting here reading it. I was just kind of sitting around. So they've got a bunch of books on the shelf, and I decided to pull Hamlet off the shelf. Like just yeah. you know, the book of of the play was was there, and I started reading it, and it made me remember going in grade twelve with a group of people from school to the gas station theater to go see a production of Hamlet that was not in any way related to school. Like this was our choice to go as a group to go. Like we found out by looking at the paper or something like that, that Hamlet was playing at the gas station theater and we decided to get tickets and go to it. And like not me or any of the other people in that group were like that kind of people, like, like pretentious theater kind of like, we need to go see Hamlet like, like where we were going to, you know, like it was like, I'm just, the whole thing is kind of confusing as to why we chose to go do that. I can remember. Yeah. Sitting next to a, a girl that Ryan Robowski ended up dating. And I remember her like talking to me and they were, it was kind of the, they're in a real like, will they won't they kind of stage where like everybody like knew they should be getting together. They both liked each other, but we're both kind of too shy. And I remember her talking to me about that as we were waiting for Hamlet to start. Um, but it just made me think about, like, I have a lot of, like, memories like that where it's, like, that was weird. Like, I remember being in a car with, like, these people that, like, I know, but I never really hung out with. Or, like, you know, we went to this place that, like, I'm like, why was I there? Why was I with these people? Like, I feel like my high school years are just dotted with those kind of memories of, like, you know, you had your core friend groups and stuff, but then, there would be these odd weekends where you would find yourself like with a crew of people that you like, you knew them and stuff. Like, it's not like you can't sort of trace like how you were in their orbit, but like you're kind of confused as to like why you ended up certain places with certain groups of people. I know that happened for me for sure, but I can't think of a particular story. No, but I know I've been in that situation. I mean, I definitely have more of that stuff like post post high school but i feel like that happens more you know like you you can find yourself with kind of random groups of people like like where it's it's not really um noteworthy you know like 
Right. As you get older, you just kind of, you know, you go to a, to a bar or something like that. And then, it, and you could rent, end up going home with whoever or like, yeah. But it's, it's the sort of like the high school grounded ones where you're like, that was weird that like, you know, say, you know, you, you end up at a, a party with like the people who like normally like sat at some other table in the lunchroom that you just sort of know or something. And it's like, why, why did I hang out with those people that one weekend or something like, um, but anyways, yeah, the Hamlet thing kind of, I mean, everybody at Hamlet was friends of mine, so it's not fully that, but it is kind of strange that we decided to do that with our, our night, go, go to watch Hamlet. I went to a couple of plays at the gas station theater, actually. I remember going to see one called, um, maybe it was called Looking Glass or something like that. And it was about Lewis Carroll and his like inappropriate relationship with the like young girl that he wrote Alice in Wonderland for. That's another kind of strange thing. I can, that one I can sort of trace a little bit more how I got to that. I, I just, I remember just reading about it in the, in the paper and being like, Oh, this sounds like it could be interesting and like running it by a couple friends of mine and everybody being on board and we got tickets for it. But did you ever go to any of the, what is it? Like the, like the improv festival that used to happen mm. like in the exchange and improv like, festival i think maybe it was like the fringe the, the fringe, fringe. Festival. oh did you ever go to fringe shows i went to uh, two. i went to a few yeah only went to two i went to one show at the gas station theater too that's it well we went to we went and saw um oh what was like they're like a sketch group uh hot thespian action that i think was part of fringe wasn't yeah. it uh yeah okay that was yeah, at the gas so station or maybe it was maybe it wasn't even part of Fringe. Maybe we just like went and saw their show at at gas station theater. But okay, then maybe that's the only one I went to because Ryan, like Ryan Miller, one of the guys in there, was um my my mom grew up with his parents, mm-hmm. so we were like parallel, you know, friends with your mom's right friends' kids when we were growing up, and his dad would always like be santa and we, yeah it was fun to hang out with him we went and saw him in angels in america right didn't we yes. yeah but we never actually went back for the second part of that right um that's right but yeah that was really good um yeah i've seen a few fringe plays uh well did you go to the one that rob villar was in that was like it was kind of like an exploration of like fear i think it was i don't think so i went to like a one-man show Okay. Something about like a robot. I mean, yeah, I went to one one man. I went to like a. It was like a one woman show. It was somebody who, I can't remember what it was about. I I remember like f- seeing that she was in, Mulholland Drive, but then I like I think it ended up being that she was just kind of like a real minor character in it, and it was like okay, but it wasn't too exciting. I remember one time going on like a whim where I was with a couple friends and we were just like hanging out at Old Market Square, and you know people come around and try to like. You know they're flyering and mm-hmm. like trying to pitch their their show, and I remember this group of girls, and they were saying, "They're like, you see her underwear in it," and we're like, "All right, let's go to that one." <laughs> it was that like, like the old Eaton's building, like that was the coolest part about it. Actually, was that it was um, it was like when Eaton's was like like after it had closed, and like um, everything was kind of removed from the building, but they had a bunch of fringe plays in there, so it was kind of neat being in that building when it was sort of like in state of disassembly, you know, 
Yeah, that would be cool. Um, yeah, I definitely have not been to a fringe play in a long time, but I've I've been to like a fair number over the years. Yeah, it'd be nice to have stuff like that again mm-hmm. one day. Yeah, definitely fringe fest, jazz fest, like just like outdoor things happening. You know, mm-hmm. beer gardens, just stuff. It'd be nice to bring Lou to that yeah. too. Like, she like hasn't really. Like, when she was pretty young, we brought her to Trout. Well, I mean, we brought her when she was a baby, and that didn't go too well. But then we brought her another time when it was, like, a little more, you know. Yeah. She was able to enjoy herself a little bit more. But it's been a long time since she's, like, gone somewhere where it's, like, a big, like, a festival kind of vibe, you know? Like, people, yeah. like, people gathered in an area for uh, for fun. Well, even just going last weekend, I brought her to St. Fatal Park. And once we, like, got to where the the pond is where all the geese is like i think she just thought it was so cool like because there's just a lot of people around you know right. i mean it was cool enough to see the geese but just that it was like kind of a gathering point and like you know like i think it was kind of exciting for her. yeah and that was still pretty small i mean like you know people are still like keeping their distances and stuff like so it's not quite but like when you get into a real festival vibe Mm-hmm. could be fun for totally fun for us too big time yeah i'm not thinking of any other examples actually off the top of my head of that thing i brought up but one thing i will say though like couldn't couldn't get into hamlet it was a real uh-huh. <laughs> it was a real tough hang yeah. for the first few pages i was like ah, oh, fuck i can't i can't read shakespeare right now what am i doing yeah pick the wrong book <laughs> how uh, how's that book you're working on there um, it's good. It's called Johnny Appleseed by Joshua Whitehead. So it's, um... It's a Canada Reads, like, mm-hmm. nominee. 2021 Selection Canada Reads. Yeah. It's interesting. It's interesting because it's uh, written by somebody that is a member of the Pegasus First Nation. So, like, a lot of it is in Winnipeg. Okay. And, um... Yeah, it's always interesting to read books that you can relate to, and you're like, oh, I know that place. Yeah. It's also um, a relatively quick and easy read and a short book. Like, I just picked it up, and I'm about halfway through it. Seems like you're burning through it, yeah. What's the last thing you read before that? Hench. Oh, right. That's right. We Which talked I about loved. that one. I didn't read it again. It's so good. Oh, yeah. I should read that one. Yeah. It's just so, like, it's just, like, enjoyable and, like, it takes you, you know, like, just, yeah, it's just really enjoyable. I read the first couple pages of another book that was another Canada Reads one, but it just didn't catch me. And I feel like it, I find, like, I don't have the time or desire to, like, give anything more than a couple pages mm-hmm. at the beginning um and that one didn't do it so maybe later i'll read it but i uh yeah i still haven't like committed to any books where i've like sat down and like read them at night like i i've, I've been doing the audiobook thing mm-hmm. i'm good if maggie gyllenhaal is reading to me mm-hmm. um but i yeah i haven't uh i want i need to get back in the in the routine of like when I go to bed at night. It's just, I really like reading. I've always been such a big reader, like my whole life. 
and I really like it. And it's like my preferred thing to do when I've got time. But like it is, it just, it's such a, it's such an effort. I found it very hard since Lou was born. I also like reading a lot. Um, I mean, even, sorry, but even like just reading this, there's been a handful of times when I've had to start the page over because I'm like, whoa, I'm at the bottom of the page and I have no idea what I just read. Yeah. So... Yeah, I'll have, I'll have that a lot. Yeah, the, really the only time these days. I mean, I could bring books with me on the road and like read them in the truck when I, because I'm, you know, sometimes I'm getting loaded or unloaded, but often in those moments, I'm just like, I just need to shut my brain down or I have paperwork or something else to do, you know, at those points that I've got to catch up on. Um, and the other thing that's tough about that that I've noticed, because I have tried that, is, um, the unknown like you never know when you're going to be done and i find it hard to like fully let my brain sink into a book when i know any minute like somebody could be like knocking on my door and being like hey you're loaded let's go scale out or whatever you know right um when i was doing long haul i actually would read quite a bit like i, I got through quite a few books then i also like watched a ton of movies then like i would bring movies on the laptop and mm-hmm. and watch them but uh yeah it's a little it's a different story like i don't know but I, I I never do daytime reading now, you know, like on the weekend, like it just doesn't happen since Luella was born, really, mm-hmm. you know. I'm definitely looking forward to the times we've maybe even talked about this when we can like get into a big book together. Mm-hmm. You know, like a, just an easy example would be like a Harry Potter book and read like chapters. Right. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that kind of thing. Yeah. We're or definitely listening to we're, that on an audio book on like a long road trip. That'd be fun. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, when she was really little, we would kind of do that. Like, we would, mm-hmm. you know, pick a book because she just w- didn't get it then. So, it was almost more for us than anything. Mm-hmm. Like, we would pick a book that would take, a f- you know, a few nights to get through. But now, that's not really happening. We could, we almost at the point we could maybe kind of start doing that, you know, like, I think, like. I actually was going to pull the twits off the shelf the other day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's something I kind of thought. I, You know what, I had like a. This is, it's probably too big of a topic because I would want to kind of get my thoughts straight on, on it. But, uh, um, sort of the idea of, um, things we liked as a kid that we like know, uh, need context now to show to her because there's things that are, um, we can see now that are like, this is where it came from. They were, I was listening to a podcast where they were reviewing Mrs. Doubtfire. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about how many like movies that have some merit to them and are good, but I think about how awful they would have been for a young trans person like mm-hmm. growing up or something like. Like I think about like Silence of the Lambs. It's a great movie, but it's also sort of like fucked up in some ways you know and like uh i remember rewatching ace ventura because i remember at rich's bachelor party like we were just like going off on a run of like quoting ace ventura and like so i rewatched it and i'm like ace ventura is fucking funny but then like the whole reveal with the like finkel is einhorn and like right. it's, it's all like it's like, oh, this is real, like, gross, the way they fucking deal with this and, like, the joke that they make here, you know? And, and then Mrs. Doubtfire, like, it's got a lot of real, you know, problematic shit in it. But, and it made me think about when we were reading, like, the Roald Dahl 
book when she was real little and there's like a few like um which one was it it was like it's like a book of like poems or something from old doll right that like had like rhyme stew rhyme stew that's the the gym teacher yeah like there was all kinds of ones that were like a little question questionable inappropriate um so just sort of like the difficulties of like contextualizing those things where it's like i feel like even our recent like like our art like even the recent history of it is like um it requires some explaining like i don't think it just not our personal art but like art we would share with our child you know that we've enjoyed growing up and that we think like has some merit to Mm. it whether it's movies or books or whatever i thought you meant art that we had like up in the house no no yeah no not like paintings i just mean like yeah you know entertainment whatever like mm-hmm. um but like i said yeah maybe that's it's it's something that i i i'm not in the state to like fully have that discussion right now but it's something i was thinking about mrs yeah. mrs doubtfire made me think about it mm-hmm. what were we talking about though oh yeah you were saying something about you thought about breaking out the twits mm-hmm. yeah i feel like we read her the twits a couple times when she was little yeah but yeah those are all kind of like multi multi-night reads we're not getting through a whole a whole one of those in in one night. One of these days, I mean, it's it's a pretty long one. I, it would be kind of like a Harry Potter kind of level, but there's that Captain Blue Bear book Blue that Bear, I've got. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a that's a big one. Yeah, it's big, but it's got a lot of drawings and stuff in it too. Like it's a big, yeah. heavy book, but it's also like fairly breezy. Mm-hmm. You got anything? No. <laughs> okay. Not really. So I thought of this is a story. It's kind of like a longer story. I don't. I can't really think of a way of framing it as like a a topic, but like it's just something that I thought about recently because I was coming down Garvin Road in my truck and uh, drove past this church. That uh, it made me think about this one this one night that I'm gonna. Um, it's got some. Uh, it's got some illegal content in it that like at this point I don't think really matters, but we'll say this is a fiction story. Um, so <laughs> we like, it was me and Greg and Ryan Unra. I can't remember the start of the night, but we got some rye and we were, I don't know, probably grade 10 or something like that. And we went, we decided to go drink it behind this church. So the first thing we did was we went to the community club and somehow Greg had found out that like one of the doors into the community club if you just if you just pulled it really hard like it would just open like the lock wasn't good on it um so we like went in there like after hours like he was you know there's nobody around or whatever and we just like yanked on the door to go get cups because we needed like cups to drink our ryan coke we uh so we yeah we went in there and like went into the canteen at the community club and took a bunch of paper cups and we also stole some like glitter and some other stuff from there then we went to this church and we were just we were hanging out behind there telling stories and stuff and for some reason we had a baseball bat it was very like similar to me t- talking about last week the the weekend of like going out to my cabin and it being like a very memorable, like it's always going to stick with me. This this night is like that too. Me, me, Greg, and Ryan Unra behind this church. So, anyways, we just we just got drunk and we were like talking about all kinds of stuff, aliens and philosophy and whatever. And uh, I I remember 
we're about to to leave and and one thing that had been happening throughout the night there's two sensor lights one of them over the set of stairs which was like a natural kind of place for us to sit and drink that didn't work and then like about 20 feet down the wall there was like another sensor light that was working so in order for us to have any like light we would have to like every five minutes or so like when the light would go out we would have to go run over and wave our hands in front of the in front of the other light because the one directly above us on the stairs didn't work and we wanted to have some light so we could see each other because it was late at night so anyways we were like we should go like this was such and we were like even in the moment we're like this is such a memorable night we should bring some sort of a, a souvenir home and we're like so we're like, let's bring this fucking sensor light that doesn't work so we were we started hitting the sensor light with the baseball bat and like we got it to like break off the wall but then it was still dangling by like the cord so i'm like i'll get it so then i like had to, I had to jump up because it was probably, you know, it was probably like 10 feet up or something like that. So I had to jump up and I like grabbed this thing and I was holding it with my hands and then put my feet against the wall and was like walking my way up the wall until I was like pretty much like horizontal, about like 10 feet up in the air, like just yanking on the this, this sensor light, trying to pull it off. And meanwhile, Greg was like, I won't get into the whole thing, but like Greg was angry at somebody and was like, kind of drunkenly like swinging this baseball bat around like pretending that he was like kicking this guy's ass and it just (laughs) happened that like at the very moment that the cord for this sensor light finally snapped and i like fell to the ground and like landed flat on my back like laid out greg was also swinging the baseball bat like down like onto the ground and like like inches from my head like the baseball bat came like slamming down on the ground like it already hurt enough that i like was falling from that height but i was like i fell and i was like oh like winded and then all of a sudden i just see this baseball bat come down right by my head but anyways we're like okay we got it so we go back and the whole night we've been talking about there's like this old schoolhouse not far from greg's that he'd like for a long time been wanting to like break into and explore so we drove back to Greg's house and like shortly after we got back to his house and we're like talking about going to do this, all of a sudden showed up with this, with one of his friends and they had a, uh, they had a bag, like a hockey bag and they're like, check this out, check this out. And they like, they opened up the hockey bag and it was filled with like ice cream bars and chocolate bars and all this stuff. <laughs> and, uh, we're like, we're like, what's this? Like, what the fuck? And we're like, just going to town because we're drunk and like kids. And we're just like, this is amazing. And they're like, we broke into the canteen at Zermatt Country Club. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, there's more. There's like, there's booze there too and stuff. We're like, we're going to go back. And so I remember us like taping up the license plate and then driving down there. And we were like, all so yeah. So we, the three of us like went in the truck with them and like we went with his friend and, uh, so we're driving and then all of a sudden like yeah we were about to go in and then some car like came around and like shining its lights and like started following us or something so we bailed on that and we're like oh fuck so we weren't able to go get the booze from everyone but then we told them about the fact that we wanted to go break into the schoolhouse and they're like let's go let's fucking go so we like <laughs> drove <laughs> we drove to this old schoolhouse and we like i think we had a crowbar or something like that we like opened the door and I don't know. I'd have to talk to Greg about this. Like, I don't know where it was exactly, but it was like a weird, like real, like old school, like one room schoolhouse kind of thing. And there's these weird old paintings on the wall. I remember we took a bunch of those. We like loaded them up in under his car 
and then they had these old exit signs that were just like they were like a red kind of glass like lamp shade that would just go over a bulb that just said like exit on them you know like so i remember us taking some of those down anyways i don't know it was was a weird night full of like thievery and just mischief mischief yeah sounds fun though yeah, it was fun. It was a very, very memorable night. And I, and I remember for so long, somewhere in Greg's basement, I remember they had all these like chocolate bars and stuff hidden that we could just eat. <laughs> There's a few of those kind of things. I remember I had a couple friends who worked at the Ramada and they were just slowly stealing booze like and throughout high school, like we just would have parties and stuff like cause we just had so much booze and eventually they got caught. But like they didn't get caught for like how much they actually took. Like they thought like they got caught with like, th- you know, the three bottles they each had or something like that, but they didn't realize they'd been doing this for months already and like had gotten dozens and dozens of bottles of alcohol. And that was just like what fueled our parties and, and band practices, just weeknight band practices that I was going for throughout high school. Like we were doing shots and stuff every night. My, uh, my parents only knew. I had a friend that worked at, just not a friend. That's not true. This person that went to high school with, worked at kfc and me and my friends would go there and she would give us disgusting amounts of free food, like literally anything that we wanted mm. she would so we would just go and like one of my friends was this like really big guy that could put down a lot of food and we would just go and like buckets of popcorn chicken and like fry supreme and whoa so much so many big crunches that was always sweet those Mm -hmm. like those kind of high school hookups yeah yeah i remember one time i think it was like it was some sort of holiday like maybe christmas or new year's or something like that where like the lc was packed like waiting in a long long line getting up and like knowing the guy who was working there he wasn't even like a good friend he was a guy i had been like good friends with in elementary school and had reconnected because he was like a friend of a friend and uh i had a bunch of stuff and i think he like ran through like rank through like one item and the rest of it he just kind of like passed over and was like like oh, it'll be like 15 dollars for like what would have been like a hundred dollars worth yeah. of stuff and yeah definitely had lots of like fast food hookups and stuff like people who would just you know order whatever and they just give it to you for free or charge yeah. you for like one item or something i would do that a lot i also like feel like i stole a lot from a lot of jobs <laughs> that i had and i worked at mcdonald's we would all like it'd be like right before closing and we would put in like bake a bunch of muffins and drop a bunch of nuggets and take it all home because it'd just be counted as waste mm-hmm. i worked at a luggage store and had a pretty lucrative like hustle going on there <laughs> with people when they paid cash and i just like would remember how much everything came to after tax and would tell them and, you know, give them their appropriate change, but pocket the money. Yeah. It would only not work if somebody wanted a receipt because I wasn't putting it through the computer at all. Um, yeah, and then when oh, I worked, yeah, when I worked at um, Riverside there, stole a bunch of booze. Right. That was the big, the big thing there is like someone would order, because it was full of these like young, t- well, we were in our, you know, mid twenties, but anyways, these like young twenty-year-old drug dealers that just had so much money, and 
they'd buy like everybody shooters so you'd punch in five and pour out 20 and they'd give you like 60 bucks and yeah a lot of money out of that place dal's so much free food i can remember you hooking up the booze from riverside like for Mm -hmm. luke's birthday out of my cabin Mm -hmm. vanilla vodka i was really big into vanilla (laughs) vodka back then (laughs) yeah I i remember when jameel and greg worked at disco round that was a real big like that was a lot of debauchery that went there. I mean, those guys definitely got into it more, but I, you know, like there was lots of days where we would just hang out there just drinking at Disco Round and like any CDs that came in that like, you know, if any of us wanted it, like we just take those and it was, um, yeah, they had all kinds of hustles going in those days. It was just a mess, like the ownership and the management and stuff there. The, yeah. It was pretty easy for them to, to get away with it. I feel like it's got to be those places where you can do that stuff mm-hmm. it's always a mess for some reason or another i worked for a lot of like big companies where like you know like i worked for staples sobeys was like you know pretty big company a lot harder to Bison. get yeah. away with shenanigans mm-hmm. shenanigans yes but like theft not so much mm-hmm. those sobeys sobeys i was able to hook it up pretty good i remember getting saffron for our uh valentine's day dinner we like had muscles with saffron and stuff and there's like still our constant not constant but our like um what is what's the one that you like to do slivered should i should i lay it out slivered almonds (laughs) well yeah though i mean that are actually pine nuts (laughs) covid's put it into the bulk hustle game yeah the bulk hustle or like you know what everybody does and you buy the organic and punch in the regular yeah but yeah, that was pine nuts is a huge one because they're so mm-hmm. expensive. But like, you know, from a distance, if you're going through the self-checkout, slivered almonds, way cheaper. Yeah. Looks close enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There you go. You're welcome, everybody. Post-COVID. <laughs> <laughs> What's our battery situation like? Uh, still got two still bars. Two? Yeah. It's actually lasted us for a few of these records. The real potpourri episode here, eh? We're just kind of drifting along. We didn't mm-hmm. didn't come in with a game plan this, this week. You want to know something sad oh at at the hour mark okay (laughs) yeah the hour mark i'm doing it i don't care (laughs) okay go for it i saw a pigeon get run over yesterday Rough. completely unavoidable though i was driving down osborne in like the center lane heading north and i know i was like right at river and osborne i'm like what the hell is that pigeon doing and it was like really struggling it was like dipping super low and i'm like is it gonna like just fly into that car in the other lane and then it like kind of started coming back towards me and then like really sporadic having a very very hard time staying in flight and then it like dropped and then i just heard like the pop and I looked in my side mirror and just saw it like smush like the car beside me ran it over. But I don't even know if they they noticed. Like it just like dropped. Like it was yeah mm. completely unavoidable. I thought I hit a rabbit the other day. In your truck? No. Like in my car. Like on the oh, way yeah. to you know, like six a.m. driving down Ashburn and uh, just darted out. And I was like, "Fuck!" And I like is one of those where there's nothing I could do. Like I'm like yeah. uh, slamming on the brakes. So I tried to like, kind of like maneuver. And then I was like, uh, and then all of a sudden I saw it like run out into somebody's yard. And I was like, Hey, phew. I mean, hopefully it wasn't running with like a broken leg at that point. But. Well, that's the thing with rabbits is there's their flight, <laughs> their flight instinct is so harsh that they'll like take off and have like a flap of skin hanging off. 
Well, hopefully that wild. wasn't the case. Yeah. I feel like in this case, if something had happened, like it would have been squashed, you know, like uh-huh. I'll tell myself that. Uh-huh. I think it was okay. It seemed to be like just, you know, running okay. Yeah. There's a story to end on. What else? What are we going to bring it home with? What are we going to bring it home with? Do you know any jokes? Not that are good enough to go out on. (laughs) (laughs) I would recommend the podcast, This Is Love, to anybody that's looking for something nice to listen to. It's so great, and it's back. I think it's its third season. And there's not too many episodes, and they're just all just just delightful. It's really nice to listen to. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've been, I haven't listened to a ton of those, but I, I've enjoyed the ones I've, I have listened to. I, I actually have quite a few, I think. like Maybe I did have them downloaded on my phone, I, or I need to re-download them or something. But, yeah. Yeah. And they're usually not too, too long. So it's just like a nice, like, you know, half hour little, little ditty to sometimes make you cry. But, like, just because it's nice. And there's some really sweet ones. There's a really really neat one about a woman and a whale called mm, something big and mm, yeah that's a good one something something <laughs> i know the one you're talking about yeah i also started listening i listened to this one that like it's about animal attacks like wild animal attacks all these okay, different i've heard you listen species. to that yeah yeah and like of it I like like I like the story and the information about like why why it happened and like what you can do to prevent you know like being attacked by these kinds of animals and just like you know like different ways that humans are impacting the species and but I like am hesitant I'm hesitant to recommend it just because like the hosts are like these like two brothers and a friend and they're just so like the one main guy he's an actual like biologist so he's got like a profession a little bit more professional but the other two are just like bros that are doing this podcast and it's just like you gotta fast forward pretty much until you get to the story and then like you know like I listen to 10 out of 28 minutes of it you know but it it is interesting but it's just kind of a shame that they're like you know it's just kind of silly there is one story about these but i guess there's these reticulated pythons that sometimes go into toilet bowls so there's a story of two separate stories of these guys that sat down to go to the bathroom and they got bitten on the tip of their penis by these pythons and they just like kept calling it um, like their wiener. Oh yeah. And I was like, "You're doing a podcast, guys." <laughs> like, it's just like, anyways. But it's the stories. Some of the stories are freaking crazy. Yeah. These animal attacks. Yeah. So, you it's, know, it's nice of those pythons to just get the tip, not just yeah. chop, chop off the whole wiener. No, well, these one one was only I think four feet, and the other one was maybe ten feet. But yeah. It's called Tooth and Claw, in case anyone wants to hear some animal attack oh, stories. But one story they covered, I actually had heard 
before. Um, the first time when I was going to Mexico, it was a moth. One of this woman telling her story is all about um, a shark attack when they end up being like shipwrecked. It's a bonkers story. Mm-hmm. And they like re- they covered it as like like their shark attack segment and just reiterated how crazy it is and never ever 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 drink seawater because two of the people two of the five like i don't know i think like three days in of being shipwrecked in this little dinghy drank some seawater and quite soon after that became completely delusional and one was like i'm going to 7-eleven and then like bailed off the side of the dinghy and was eaten by sharks like (laughs) it's crazy (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) Uh, oh man (laughs) well that kind of reminds me of another funny story okay (laughs) um yeah i don't know i don't have any good podcast recommendations I, uh, yeah, this is just another stone story, so it's probably boring. I don't know. Next week we'll have more of a game plan for you guys. Um, we're keeping next week, right? Oh, just I don't know. Figure out a time to two squeeze weeks, it in. Something. I don't know. I'll give it some more thought next time. Yeah, I'll think about um, it. But I remember, so there was this guy, Mark. I haven't seen him in years and years, but we, me and him, he was like really into like, uh, car audio like he would really um like he would buy subwoofers and amps and stuff to like really really get his car pounding and uh we would there was like a little period where me and him were just smoking so much weed together and i remember just walking to 7-eleven to go get the like big bite hot dogs and uh and we were just like we were so high like we couldn't function like we were just like <laughs> like like just giggly like we like got our hot dogs and then uh we were like wandering around trying to find the condiments like both of us are just like wandering up and down the aisles like and he's like i can't i can't find the ketchup and mustard and stuff i'm like i don't know i can't find it either i'm like fuck it it's not worth it let's get out of here and i started like just like booking it out of the store he's like what are you doing he's like get back here he like grabbed me and he's like He's like, we're not going to eat dry hot dogs. <laughs> <laughs> we can do this. <laughs> I love the pep talks. <laughs> yes, like the friend pep talks. Like, hey. <laughs> yeah, like I was just like, at that point, I'd like, I'd, I'd already given all I had. Like, just the fact, the mere fact that I paid and ordered this hot dog. Like, I didn't have it in me to like try to find the, the ketchup and mustard. And then. When we left, he's like, "I can't believe you were you you were just gonna fucking leave without getting any." <laughs> we were just like, we went to like a park across the street, and we were just laughing our asses off. Like, we just, and just the it's not worth it. Let's get out of here. It was just yeah. like a quote that we said to each other after that for for a while. I remember taking mushrooms with Marcy and James and Ryan, and we were in like in the village and wanted to go into the LC or something. And I'd, I'm not one that wants to like be amongst people when I'm on mushrooms, you know, like mm-hmm. unless everyone, you know, unless it's like, 
an appropriate setting. But to me, going in like the bright lights of the LC with like sober people was just a freaking nightmare. But Ryan was a bit of a bully and bullied us all into going. And I just remember being like wigging out and Marcy being like, okay, we can do this. <laughs> Let's just get out of here. And yeah. And oh, then fuck. another time doing mushrooms with them at St. Ambrose, camp- we went camping and we were like peak tripping so hard and on mushrooms and I had to go to the bathroom and we, like she like I remember her like squaring up with me and being like I'm gonna I'm gonna hold the door open it's gonna get too dark in there and you can't look in the mirror when you get in there <laughs> just like you know just watching out for one another <laughs> yeah like that like just unreasonable mushroom or even weed like paranoia yeah it's pretty funny oh we i mean we're getting along here so we should wrap it up but this for some reason it just made me remember one of my initial like hard laughs that i i just feel like i need to tell this story quickly um so greg and i did mushrooms we were out at his house and he lives i mean his house growing up was out in, in bird's hill like out on kind of a country road and um at the end of his road where the mailboxes were, there was also kind of like a bulletin board where people could could post whatever, notifications or whatever, like advertisements, whatever, bulletin board kind of thing. And uh, there was something somebody had put that had, I can't remember what it was advertising, but it had a picture and there was like some people on it and one of them was this little girl. And Greg and I were on mushrooms. It was late at night and we had like gone for a walk down the road. And he's like, that little girl looks almost exactly like my brother when he was younger <laughs> and we were like staring at it and he's like i gotta i gotta find a picture of my brother like when he's younger like and i'll and show you and was, you know when you're like on mushrooms and like even the smallest like change of setting can like be a real yeah. journey and you gotta kind of work up to it you know and we're like so we were hanging out this is this country road you know and there's so the kind of sparse street lights really um cast like a real spotlight on the on the road so we were we were just sitting on this on this gravel road i think we like had beers or something too and we were just sitting there and hanging out for a bit and then we like eventually made our way back to greg's and like down to his basement and like looked through like some old like hockey photos and stuff to find like an old picture of his brother and so greg's brother who was a couple years older than us we had kind of a complex relationship with him where he was a little bit, I like Greg's brother. I, I, you know, now that we're older and stuff, we, we all get along. But like at that point it was a somewhat confrontational relationship. He was a little more like jockey and like kind of used to like pick on Greg a little bit. And like it was, there was tension whenever he would kind of show up, like he, he thought we were fuck ups, you know, and he was a little more straight laced and, you know, not really, so anyways, so we like went and found this picture of, of his brother as a little kid. Walked back to the end of the road to compare <laughs> to compare <laughs> whether this little girl actually looked like his brother. And then and then anyways, and then we like compared it and we're like, yeah, yeah, it does. And then we like just sat down on the road again and we're just hanging out there talking. And it was deserted, like there's no traffic around, you know. And then all of a sudden this pickup truck comes like turning onto the road and uh, I'm realizing now this, this, this could be better 
than what actually happened. But anyway, so like it, it looked exactly like his brother's pickup truck. And I just remember Greg, like the first, like the whole thing was kind of sketchy that we're like had our beers out in the middle of the road and we're sitting there. But I just remember Greg yelling, hide the picture, hide the picture. <laughs> Cause he thought it was his brother coming. And, I mean, it would have been funnier if it actually was his brother, yeah. but it wasn't his brother, but just the idea of his brother coming and seeing us there already just being like you fucking guys are like always he always just thought we were such fucking idiots like and like the idea that we would be at the end of the road with his like childhood <laughs> hockey picture just sitting with sitting there. <laughs> <laughs> like and both of us just way too high on mushrooms to possibly explain our way out of it like yeah that was uh yeah, after I mean, after the moment passed, it was so funny just thinking about that scenario. But it's like semi anticlimactic in that it wasn't actually his brother. It's funny though. Okay, we should wrap it up. Yeah. It's uh, it's at a mic price. What should we say? A thousand dollars. Ten thousand dollars. Ten thousand dollars. Yeah. Okay. Mike is ten thousand dollars. Yeah. All right. Bye bye. Bye bye. Just calling up